0: You ready for the word? Yes, you ready for the word? Yes, sir. All right. You ready? All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The height of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Everyone can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen. 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 i know not like you mean it. Amen. Yes. All right. Prayer by precept and by example. We're continuing our series on prayer by precept and by example. Prayer by precept and by example. And I was telling us last week that um, many of us were thought to pray, but most of the time uh, we're just told to pray, sorry. But most of the time we're not taught what prayer means. That is why you have to take discipleship really serious because um, some some of you just get people saved and born again, and you just tell them, you know, you have to be praying, you have to be praying, and you did not teach them prayer. (laughs) How do you expect a new convert to be praying when you've not taught a new convert prayer? And that's how we grew up also, you know. You just tell people pray. you don't say just you know you can pray, you can pray, just pray 15 minutes, but you've not told the person or thought the person how to pray. So that's why we're starting this series this morning. Look at Luke 11 verse 1, Luke 11 verse 1. So with, because when we're younger we're just told pray, 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 pray and we're not told why we should pray. Luke 11, verse 1. Luke 11, verse 1. You know, when you come to church, I've always told us, we'll come to church with our Bibles, our writing materials, so that I don't deceive you. And that is key. All right. Luke 11, verse 1. It says, And it came to pass, that at a certain time, he was praying in a certain place. And he ceased, and one of his disciples said, Lord, teach me to... Or teach us to pray as John thought his disciples. So he says, teach us to pray as John thought his disciples. So prayer is thought. So nobody should assume you can pray. You teach prayer. So as you, I tell you something, uh, some of you have been with me, I I tell you, I say, never assume anybody knows anything. You take it from the scratch again and teach. So as you are discipling people in the Lord, as you are teaching people, raising people up for the Lord, explaining pe- explaining the gospel to people, because I know all of you here are ministers of the gospel. As you are teaching people, explaining the gospel to people, teaching men, there is an urgency to also teach them to pray. So prayer must be thought. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, um... In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, uh, let's let let's go there quickly. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, And Jesus came and said, and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, in verse 19, it says, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So a disciple is a student of the word. A disciple is a student of the word. So a disciple will follow you via teaching. You don't just, you don't just tell the person, do this, do this, do that. No. The person follows you because you are teaching. Are you getting me? Because they are students of the word. So, because, uh, you know, um, if many of us approach um, our academic disciplines or our academic, um, the way we think our academics, take everything with utmost seriousness. We take our professional disciplines with utmost seriousness. We must clock in at work at 8.05 or 8 o'clock. We do all those things with almost seriousness. But we don't think church. Or take the things of God with seriousness. It's 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 not too good for the believer. And like I said, sometimes it's because the believer is proper is probably not thought. The reason why some of your disciples are not here now will be because you've probably not thought them the essence of the local church, the essence of fellowshipping with believers, the essence of what Church meeting does, because teaching is fundamental to Christianity. If you want people to grow in God's word, they must be stable with teaching. Teaching is you must learn to teach people and explain the gospel to people. So that shows there is an utmost priority on you to to learn the gospel well. And you must be able to communicate what you have been taught properly. So you must, as a believer, or as a teacher of God's word, or as a minister of God's word, you must be able to teach people and communicate God's word with utmost attention, with details. You must be able to do that with details. So that will mean you come to church with your bible you come to church with your writing materials to so take notes to ask questions you know to 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 listen to go back again feed on the word again so that you would be properly groomed and properly and thoroughly, thoroughly trained So we ought to be students of the world. Every believer ought to be students of the world because discipleship is an attitude. Discipleship is an attitude of every student of the world. So an attitude will mean every one of you now are taking notes, you're looking at your Bibles You are being studious with what you are doing. That's the attitude of somebody who is ready to learn. So in Matthew 28, when Jesus was teaching them and saying, he was saying that teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So Jesus was teaching them and he was discipling them. He was explaining the gospel to them. So when you are teaching men, you are explaining the gospel to men. So you don't, so back to what we are saying about prayer. Prayer is by teaching and by example. By precepts, I told you precept means by teaching and it must be shown how to. So don't just teach a believer and say, "Um, pray. Don't just tell a person and say, you know, you believe the gospel, this, that. just die, just ready, just rose again, this and that. So you be praying, you know, you must be praying. You have not explained to the person what prayer means. So the person gets home, the person is just saying, and the person doesn't even understand what he's doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you explain things to the person. You explain things to the person. You don't want to leave anyone in confusion. You don't want to leave anybody in confusion. So you explain and you teach people how things are being done from the scripture. We don't teach from head knowledge. We teach from the scriptures. So prayer is by teaching and by example. So now let's look at Jesus. We're looking at Jesus' prayer life last week and we said, some G- Jesus is God, God who became a man. First Timothy 3 verse 16. First Timothy 3.16. I'm gonna be a bit fast this morning, so please catch up with me. First Timothy 3:16. Are you there? I'll wait for you. First Timothy 3 verse 16. It says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Without controversy, grace is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, and preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. So, that is Jesus. Without controversy, he was a man in the flesh. And now, Philippians 2, verse 16. Philippians 2, verse 16 Philippians two verse sixteen to eighteen. Philippians two verse sixteen to eighteen. It says, Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain." And you know, as says, "Ye I believe, I have been offered to me the sacrifice of your faith and joy. I rejoice with you all." So we've seen. Now let's go to Luke three verse. 21. So in John 1 verse 14 also, you will see that Jesus became flesh. He says the world became flesh, John 1 verse 14, and, the, and dwelt among us and will be held glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's John 1 verse 14. So the world became flesh and it dwelt among us. So Jesus is God who became a man. Now, look at in Luke 3 verse 21. Luke 3 verse 21, Luke 3 verse 21, now this is Jesus, every one of us in this place, because we are Christians, we serve Jesus, we believe in Jesus, we believe in in what Jesus has done, right? What Jesus has done, right? Right? All right. So now look at Luke 3 verse 21, let's see Jesus, it says Now, when the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus being baptized and praying, heaven was open. Now, Jesus was about, now he was going to be baptized, but he was praying. Don't forget, we are studying prayer by precept and by example, prayer by precepts and by example. So Jesus was seen to be baptized and he was praying. Now the question would be, what was he praying about? Was he praying for the water to be too hot so that the water would not be hot? Or was he praying so that the water would, be, would not be too cold? Or was he praying that um, that something fishes in the water or in the river would not heat him up? Or what could he have been praying about? It's just to tell you that Jesus had the lifestyle of prayer. Jesus had the lifestyle of prayer. So he was praying even on the go. So Jesus was praying on the go. So do you pray on the go as a believer? Do you pray on the go? So what was Jesus praying about? Jesus, we've seen last week, we said Jesus prayed for about six hours. We saw Jesus' prayer life about six hours. We saw Jesus' prayer life all night for about another 12 hours. We saw Jesus' prayer life. So Jesus prayed with that so much animosity. In the Jewish calendar, the Bible says when Jesus spent woke up and prayed all night. In the Jewish calendar, all night simply means six hours. P.M. to 6 A.M., and that is 12 hours. So Jesus prayed that long. Hallelujah! He prayed that long. So the issue will not be how long. The issue will be fellowship. How long do you want to fellowship with God? You know, if you love somebody, you're going to want to fellowship with the person. You want to communicate with the person. We said that last week. We said, you're just going to communicate with the person. You're going to keep talking. You're just going to keep talking. You know, some of you, if you are cooking, you're just talking. You're just on the, You're putting your phone on your neck like this. You're saying things and you're just talking. You're just talking. You're just talking because you enjoy the communication with the person. Some of you even do um, this. There's something that people do these days. You slip off on each other on FaceTime. You don't want to let each other go. That's because you love one another and you just want to keep talking. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because, and that is relationship. That is, you know, somebody you like or you love, you just want to spend time with the person. You just want to keep talking. You just want to just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Because I told you, I said the very first thing that happens to a broken relationship is lack of communication. How to restore a broken relationship is just to restore communication. Just ensure you're talking, 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 talking. As far as you're talking and you're just, and you're just, there's that constant communication. The relationship is intact. Because communication means there is a relationship. So now look at in Matthew 26. Let's see Jesus. Look at in Matthew 26. We saw that earlier. We're still going to come back to that. Look at in Matthew 26. In verse 40. Matthew 26, verse 40. Matthew 26, verse 40. He says, And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. Away for you. Matthew 26, verse 40. Matthew 26, verse 40. It says, And he cometh to the disciples. And find them asleep, and said unto Peter, What could ye? What could ye not watch with me for one hour? And he says, Pray, watch and pray, that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. In verse twenty, he went again the second time and prayed, and saying, O Father, if the cup, if this cup may not pass away from me," I said. "I drink it; that I will be done." And he found, and he came and found them asleep again, for their heads was heavy. He left them and went again and prayed the third time. So can we say that three hours? Right now, so I told you last week, I said, Jesus said, can't you watch with me for at least an hour? And I said, Jesus was instructing his disciples. Remember that? And Paul now told us in Ephesians 6 verse 18, praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit. Can we say today that that instruction is also for us by virtue of Jesus's disciples talking to us and saying, can't you just pray for just one hour? You know, we have 24 hours in the day, just sacrificing one hour for, if you say you love Jesus. I mean, if you love Jesus here, right? Everybody loves Jesus, right? And right, everybody, you have a relationship with Jesus, right? Because, I mean, you believe the gospel, right? Right? You have a relationship with Jesus. Uh So now, imagine you have a relationship with somebody that you cannot talk to. You can't talk to. Remember that old school definition they gave us when we were younger? And they said, prayer is communication with God. I don't know if you remember that definition. I know some people can't relate. I know Noah cannot understand that. I cannot understand that when he was younger. But I'm just just joking. (laughs) But, I mean, so prayer is a communication. So Jesus said, can't he just watch with me for at least an hour? So the minimum time a believer should pray should be one hour. The minimum time a believer should pray should be one hour. Because prayer is fellowship. And Jesus prayed like that because there is a relationship. Jesus prayed like that because there is a relationship. Look at Luke 6 verse 12. Luke 6 verse 12. Luke 6 verse 12. 12. Luke 6, verse 12. Look at Luke 6, verse 12. It says, and it came to pass in those days that he went into the mountain to pray and continued all night. What did I tell you all night means? 12 hours, right? All night in the Jerusalem, I missed 12 hours. He was there all night. So can we say he had a relationship with God, right? Yes. Right, yes. right? Now that's because he had that relationship. Now, if you say you love Jesus, you have a relationship with Jesus, That is a long prayer because there is fellowship. So you are praying long because there is fellowship. Praying long is not a punishment. It's because there is a fellowship. So when we pray six hours, when we pray seven hours, when we pray eight hours, when we do prayer rallies, 12 hours, when we do prayer videos, six hours, it is because there is fellowship. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is because there is fellowship. So Jesus spent all night in fellowship with God. He prayed 12 hours. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. I want you everybody to see it. And I want us to read it together. I'll wait for you. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Are you there? Okay, one, two, three, go. Let's read together. Pray without season. What a season means, it means pray always. Always in the original means praying daily. Pray without season means pray every time. So, not praying as a believer is disobedience to God. Not praying as a believer is a sin. Because there is an instruction in the scriptures that tells us that we must pray there is an instruction because prayer is ministry look at Ephesians 6 verse 18 to 19 Ephesians 6 verse 18 to 19 Ephesians 6 verse 18 to 20 let's just Let's see that. Let's just just add that to it. Ephesians 6. It says, Praying always without prayers and supplications in the Spirit, and watching thereunto without perseverance, and supplications for all saints, and as for me, that all may be given to me, that I, make open, that I may open my mouth boldly, to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for, strength the, for which I am an ambassador in the one, for adhering I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So pray without ceasing. Pray every time. So not praying, Is disobedience. Not praying is a sin because it is an instruction. Praying always. Paul wrote to us and said, praying always. So the new covenant way of praying is in the spirit. Because now we are born again. We are in the new covenant and we are in the spirit. So that's why Paul can say, praying always with all prayers and supplication. How? In the spirit. So, when you are praying, you are praying in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit means you are empowered by the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit means you are empowered by the Spirit. So speaking by the Spirit is speaking by the gifts of the Spirit. Speaking by the Spirit is speaking by the gifts of the Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14 1 Corinthians fourteen verse two. First Corinthians fourteen verse two. First Corinthians fourteen verse two. It says, "For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit it does what? You know, I'm not. I'm not hearing you speak at mystery. So in the spirit we are praying. So any man who has believed the gospel can speak in an unknown tongue. Any man who believes the gospel can pray in tongues because that is the new way of communicating with God. If a believer can pray in tongues, remember I told us last year it's just going to be almost like almost like a vain repetition. Because what are you going to be saying? You're just going to be saying. Uh, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Okay, you know, and a lot of us like, Father, give me. Father, give me a car. Father, give me a house. Father, give me this. Father, give me that. Father, give me that. And after you're done, you're just going to do all those give me within five minutes and you're done. Okay, if you want to leave that one. And you know a lot of people replace prayer with worship. So instead of praying, They'll just play worship music and they'll say they are worshiping God. Is that that's not how to pray? <laughs> that's you deceiving yourself. Say you want to worship. Worship time is different for prayer time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, worship time is not a time where you are playing keyboard. <laughs> no, I mean prayer time is not where we are praying, where we are playing drums and keyboard. I say. Prayer, 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 oh, prayer, 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 Um, you know, a lot of people do that and they think they prayed. No, you only worshiped, you only sang songs. You didn't pray. And so, you know, a lot of people like when the atmosphere is so heavy, so um how do I explain this now? It's so um so. Charged, you know the drums, everything rolling, you know, so everybody is crying. You are not praying; you are only crying. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? You have not prayed till you have prayed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have not prayed till you have done what? Till you have prayed. Worship time is different from prayer time. Singing time is different from prayer time. Tell your neighbour, say singing time. Singing time is different from prayer time. It's different from prayer time. So because a lot of people like to replace those things, they just want, they'll say, oh, you know, thing." So as, as they finish worshiping, they'll say, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we we'll have pray. No, we've not prayed. We just sang. Now let's pray. Hallelujah. You know? So 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says, Either speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto who? Amen. So, when we are praying in tongues, who are we talking th- to? Are we talking to a man? Yes. Am I talking to you? Yes. So, when we start praying in tongues, are you talking to your neighbor? Yes, who are you talking to? Yes. Because it says, He speaketh but unto God, for no man understandeth him. So, are you expecting your neighbor to understand what you're saying? Yes. Are you expecting your friend to understand what you're saying? No. But does God understand what you're saying? That's how it is. So you are having that constant communication with God. So you don't need to wait in a room or in a special place or to come to a church building to pray. As you are driving, you can be praying. As you are trekking, you can be praying. As you are walking, you can be praying. Even on campus, you can be praying. You can just be walking around trying to get food. You can just be praying in thongs underneath your breath, you know. As you, are, as you are cooking, you can be praying in thongs, right? Remember, if you are in a relationship with somebody, you can be on a FaceTime. You wake up with we'll on a FaceTime, right? You're just talking, talking. You are cooking, you are still talking. Sometimes you just say, even sometimes, even in the toilet, you are still talking. You just say, let me, switch the, let me quickly switch it to audio, so, but, but don't worry, let's be talking, <laughs> you know. You are still talking, and that's because you are in a fellowship with the person. How much more with God? And the believer is in a fellowship with God. Hallelujah. So the believer is in the fellowship with God. So speaking by the Spirit is speaking by the gifts of the Spirit. So prayer is communicating to God in the Spirit. Prayer is communicating with God or communicating to God or communicating with God in the Spirit. In the Spirit. So prayer is a spiritual activity. It is not, it's a serious business. Prayer is a serious business. So you must treat it seriously. As you are driving, you're just talking in thongs. 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 You're going to class, you're talking in thongs. After class, you're talking in thongs. At work, you're just talking in thongs. Maybe at your shift time, your boss is not with you, you know? You're just you're just having a free time. You don't, you know, sometimes when we are at work, some of you you don't you don't talk a lot. You're just probably on your computer, or you're probably just standing and doing things around. You can just be talking in thongs, talking in thongs as you do things, you know. You're just talking in thongs. First Corinthians 14, verse 18. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. It says, I thank my God. I speak with thongs more than all." Look at Paul. Paul was telling us that the making of his ministry was because he thought in tongues. He says, I thank my God. I speak in tongues. Paul's boasting to a whole church, the whole church of Corinth, and saying, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39. He says, Wherefore, brethren, convert to prophesy and do what? Let's read it together. Do what? Forbid not to do what? Speak with forbid not to speak with thongs. So you must not say, I won't speak with thongs because you're a Christian. So you can talk in thongs always. Say, I can talk in thongs always. I can talk in always. So it's not just by confessing in the nine service. You must learn to act on it. You must learn to act on it. You can just talk in thongs. Talk in thongs a lot. John G. Lake was asked a question. Don rose about 20 to There's a lot of controversy about that, on how many dead he rose from, how many people he brought back from life from the dead. And he said, thongs is the making of my ministry. Hallelujah. Because a man just learned to talk in thongs. I believe if we can talk in thongs a lot, if we can learn to talk in thongs a lot, we would explore more of the supernatural. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe there are answers in thongs. There are answers. A lot of us just like, oh, pastor. Some of you just like to just come to report and say, oh, pastor, the person is not coming to church. Oh, pastor, the person is not reporting. Oh, pastor, the person is not this. Oh, pastor, this is happening. Oh, pastor, this is this. See, eh? a lot of your questions and a lot of things that, you, that are a worry in your heart can get answered by just talking in thongs. By just talking in thongs, by just talking in thongs, by just talking in thongs, John D. Lake says, thongs is the making of my ministry. Smith Wigglesworth, who was somebody who raised about 10 to 11 dead, uh, who raised about 10 to 11 dead back to life, in fact, it was believed that Smith Wigglesworth's ministry was arguably one of the ministry that was specialized in raising the dead back to life. What did he say? When they were asking me a question, he said, said, I learned to edify myself in the day, so that I edify the people in the night. Ha, wow. Wow, what a result. So that means, just like Paul, just like Jesus, we saw Jesus praying all night, right? And in Acts 10, verse 38, it says, Jesus went about doing Um, doing good, right? Healing not that we oppressed of the devil, for God was with him in Athens verse 38. So can we say how he was able to do so much miracle signs and wonders was because he has spent time with God and fellowship, right? Because all night he was with God, so all day he was doing what? He was doing signs and wonders. So it doesn't just happen automatically. So the biblical gospel says, I edify myself in the day, and when it's night I edify the people. So you learn to talk in tongues. You learn to talk in tongues. You learn to talk in tongues a lot. You learn to talk in tongues a lot. You learn to talk in tongues a lot. Kenneth Hagin said, tongues is the making of my ministry. Tongues is the making of my ministry. So arguably, it seems as though, uh, John John Wesley said, it seems as though God will do nothing on earth except we pray. So it means, if God will do things in your life, if God will do things in your ministry, if God will do things in the life of people you are trying to reach, you will learn to pray. You will learn to pray in thongs. How about before your teaching meeting, you pray in thongs a lot. You pray in thongs a lot. As you are praying in thongs, you will see that you will teach with much, see, you will teach with much demonstration of the spirit and wonders. You just talking thongs, just talking thongs, just talking thongs. Some of you, you can be at work and you just say, "Oh, my teaching meeting is maybe by evening." How about throughout your throughout all the hours at your workplace, the eighth hours at your work, you just talking thongs all through. I remember there was a time I got a job in the night, and anytime I'm going for that work in the night, I just tell myself, "It's time to go pray." Because all through at night, I don't allow anyone to disturb me. I look for a special place to walk in the night there, in that office there, and I'm just praying in thongs. As I'm just walking, I'm just praying in thongs. Hours in two hours, just praying in thongs. Just praying in thongs. So when I'm leaving home, I don't see it as I want to walk. I just see it as I'm going to pray. (laughs) Just talking in thongs. Just talking in thongs. There are a lot of answers you will get by just talking in thongs. Just talking in tongues. A man who learns to pray in tongues a lot cannot be confused. You didn't get what I said. A man who learns to pray in tongues a lot can never be confused. I don't think you got what I said. A man who learns to pray in tongues a lot can never be confused. I don't, st- I don't think you got what I said. A man who learns to talk in tongues a lot, I mean a lot, Can never be confused. Because there are always answers he needs in the spirit. The answers for the next year are already in your spirit. See, do you know? Answers are already with you. Directions are with you. Thank you, Jesus. Directions are with you. Answers are with you. Answers are with you. Directions are with you. Directions are with you. Directions are with you. And see, eh, you will pick it out by just talking in tongues. A lot of things are not spooky. You know, the power of God too is with you. The power of God is with you. You know, God is not coming down to do anything on earth again. He has given us His Spirit. Everything we need to, to walk in life and ministry is in His Spirit. And that Spirit is with us today. But we will not explore much of that ability if we don't talk in tongues. Talking in tongues." That's why it's as though many things comes from within. You just know it from within. You just know it from within. You just know it from within. You will have a sharp ministry, a sharp ministry by just talking in thongs, by just talking in thongs, by just talking in thongs, by just talking in thongs. So learn to pray in thongs a lot. You are a believer. Ephesians six verse eighteen. Look, go there again one more time. Ephesians six verse eighteen. Ephesians 6 verse 18. Ephesians 6 verse 18. Look at it. Ephesians 6 verse 18. Paul said, Praying always. So, can we pray always? Yes, How? 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 Some of you are not talking. How? In tongues. It says, praying always. With all prayers and supplication." How? In the Spirit. So, can we say, praying in the Spirit is praying in tongues? Yes. I explained that to you last week. Praying in the Spirit is praying with thongs. Praying in the Spirit is praying with thongs. Praying always, so we can pray always. We can pray always. So it means, as you are lying down you can pray. As you are driving you can pray. As you are cooking you can pray. As you are trekking you can pray. As you are at work you can pray. As 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 you are finishing class you can pray. Even in service that you can be talking in thongs under your breath. You know, you can just pray. Talking in thongs a lot. So, learn to talk in thongs a lot. So, praying in the Spirit is praying in thongs. Romans 8 verse 26. You know, we are men of the Word and we are men of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We are men of the Word. We are men of the Holy Ghost. We are men giving to prayer. We are men giving to prayer. Look at Romans 8, verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. I'll wait for you. Romans 8, verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we not for we know not what we should pray as we halt. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us. We groan is which cannot be authored. So he says he make it is as. So sometimes, how many of you have gone to a position where it's as though you know you should pray, but it's as though you don't know how to go about it? How many of you? How many of you that that has happened to you before? You just know you should pray, but they just you just feel ah, is, it, is it that I should pray or I should listen to God's word? I should <laughs> no. He says you know the way you should pray, but. The Spirit making intercessions for us with groanings that should not be offered. So you know what you should do. You know what to pray for, but you don't know how to go about it. So you now use the word. Look at the word he used in that verse 26. He says, likewise, the Spirit helpeth. That word helpeth means it take all together. If they go together against. if take us together with us against. if take all together with us against. So that is the Spirit, take hold together with us. It take hold together with us to fill the gaps. So it, it's like saying, it's like saying like a hook, just to fill the gap up, like a vacuum. Like, so the Spirit of God is filling that up with us. So in that sense, help it our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray. For as we hurt, but the spirit itself make it intercessions for us with groanings. He used the word groanings. That word groanings can mean like a burden. It will just be like a weight. It'll be like a mountain, like a mole in your heart. So it will just you will just throw your heart just so heavy. You just how I many of you have got it to that point in life? You just you're just so heavy. You're just so dis, it will look like a disturbance. Some of you would, some of you like. Let me go and bath. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> you know, when I was much, much, much younger, I used to think if I bath, my body will calm down. I'll just go and take a bath. Like, but as I grew, I noticed this is actually not physical. I think it was it was when I went for a, a prayer meeting one time, and I noticed, and they thought it was this thing I'm teaching you like this, and I knew oh, uh, this thing is actually not physical. So I would just be feeling on this. I would like I just cannot sleep. I just cannot sleep I'm just disturbed some of you just say I can't sleep in the night I just can't sleep here. I'm just disturbed why not pray that's a call to prayer that's just a call to pray You're just you're, you're just disturbed it's just like a weight on your heart it's like it's like a mountain somewhere just placed in your heart there that's like a groan it's like saying I don't it's like seeing a, a big circle just in your heart. And you know this is not physical this is within this is within and because you are born again you know it so you just it's just like a groaning that cannot be authored you can't so most of it, you just find yourself ah ah as you are just praying you just you just be sighing sometimes you even be crying look at look at Jesus look at it in Hebrews 5 verse 7 look at Hebrews 5 verse 7 Hebrews 5 verse 7 Hebrews 5 verse 7 Hallelujah, Hebrews five verse seven. Look at Hebrews five verse seven. It says, "Who oh, in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying, so can you say Jesus cried? Yes, sir. In, not just cried, oh, not just huh. strong crying, strong crying, strong crying and tears." Unto him that is able to save him. Now, and this will be, what was the writer of Hebrews making us to understand here? This will be the what was happening in in um, Matthew twenty six, the prayers that caused some strong emotions. How many of you find yourself praying and just crying? You're just praying, you're just crying. How many of you find yourself like that? You're a Christian; it should have happened to you. You're just crying. So, but you know, many of times we just want to be gentle. You don't want to disturb anybody. You're just gentle, you know. You just want to feel posh. I have a teaching I did. Praying posh and classy. You should listen to that. I think I did that about two years ago. Now you, you, you just, You're just gentle. You're just stuck in. Just, uh, so, sometimes there are no... Sometimes there are expressions you want to make. There are expressions you want to make in prayer. You want to lift your voice. Jesus says he offers strong crying. I don't know if you can cry can you don't show how crying is done. You know, there's, there's some professional crying criers that they that they pay to cry. Like in burial times, they just pay them to just cry. You know, I don't know if you can cry. Let's 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 see if we can particleize it. You know, we say praying by precept and by example. So we are teaching it by precept. We say by teaching and by example. So who can cry here? Let's 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 have a crier come and demonstrate for us. Who can cry? Natalie, I think you raised your hand. <laughs> Nobody. No what, you can cry? <laughs> no, no, no. You you guys no nobody can cry. Are you shy? If it's sure for you, come and cry. <laughs> okay. But you know Oh you you, you, you want to come and cry? <laughs> You know how a baby cries, right? How you flog a baby and the baby just want to cry? Everybody is quiet. We are studying praying by precept and by example, so there has to be an example. You know, there's difference between crying and sobbing. you know sobbing is <laughs> That's sobbing. That's even tear. That's like I just have a tear in my Do You know, that's why the Bible says he has strong crying and tears. So that means there are times you know, but crying. <laughs> are you seeing that? And the Bible says strong. It did not just say crying. It says strong crying. So there are times you pray and you're going to be encompassed with that emotion. That is not you anymore. <laughs> That's the spirit of God helping your infirmity. Are you seeing that? Remember I told you, I said the spirit that helpeth there means take all together with with us against. Take all together with us against. That is the spirit all together with us fill the gap of something. So that is, is like God having trying to bust forth his emotions through you. You are feeling the birth pang of a woman. How many of you have been in a um, in, um, in nursing ward before where, where a woman wants to give birth? How many of you have been in that in, a, in those ward before? I have been in several because, I mean, as a pastor, I've gone to those ones to go pray for people. I remember the one I went for the last time. And, uh, in fact, the, the woman told me to come inside. I said, come inside what? <laughs> to do what? So, I said, okay. So, the nurses allowed me to pray before the... the um, the delivery before she goes into labor so the woman say, pastor 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 don't leave don't leave i said ah your husband is outside and i should now stay inside with you <laughs> so we now stayed outside but all we were hearing is ah oh ah that's how she was shouting she was she was screaming that's like a pang. you know she's not herself anymore She's trying to bust forth something open. That's because there is something with her she has to bring out. Are you seeing it? So you want to tell her, push, push. And you know, to push something is like, oh, it takes like all your strength. So that is, that is how we pray sometimes. So that, there are times you don't pray gentle. You don't pray like, oh, I'm just too gentle. A lot of us are just too Americanized, you know. We don't want to stain our shirts. We don't want to stain our makeups. We don't want our weeks to fall off. See, when prayer is prayer, you will off your shoe. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will off your shoe. You will roll up your sleeves. Are you getting me? I used to tell you the story. The very first time my entrance into prayer, I saw some men. It was as though they had lunch break from work. They just I was I just entered inside like coming into this kind of door I just saw people praying shouting they ah so they were suited up some rolled up their suit they, they drop everything ah I said ah, no <laughs> I just went back is this this can't be where <laughs> this can't be where I'm supposed to be a hey, sister sister come 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 the, are you supposed to be here interestingly I was holding the flyer and I said, No, 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 no. She doesn't But that's the flyer in your hand. And I said, Ah, it's true, it's true. She said, This is the place. Just go inside. Hey, I saw men. Men pray. Praying and eating the shares. You know, when you're praying, say, you're like this share, You do say, Bah! You don't say, Oh, oh, don't shout. I was like, Ah. So, me, I was just like standing like this. I think I wore a native that day, just like I was dressed like this. I was just like, Wow. I was just looking, Wow. Wow, God is moving! Wow, wow! I was dull then. I wish I knew better. I would have joined them in it. But now, if I'm in that kind of meeting, I'm sure I will break more chairs than them. (laughs) Are you going to see what I'm saying? So there are some prayers like that. Look at in Look at in Matthew 26. Look at in Matthew 26. I remember there was a time also I was in class. In school, and I was just praying in thongs. In I think we were in IUPUI then. I was in NIPUI then, and I was just praying in thongs. Just praying in thongs. Just praying in thongs. Because I was praying. I woke up that morning with a bit of a burden in my heart, and I was just praying in thongs. I went into class. I was driving, praying in thongs. As I got into class, I was just praying. As the was teaching, I was just praying in thongs under my breath. I wouldn't advise that, but I mean, you can do it if you want to. I was just praying in thongs, praying in thongs under my breath. I just left the class. The body was too much. After the after the after they released us from the class, after we were done, I just went to the toilet. I just as I got into the toilet like this, I just started screaming. I just held my stomach and I started saying, "Ah, ah, ah!" I was just screaming. So everybody was like, "Are you okay?" Everybody was coming to knock my door. "Are you okay? Are you good? Are you fine?" As I, was like, I, could, I didn't even answer anybody. So as I came out, so some people, I think some people decided to stay. So they were just washing their hands, washing their hands. A lot of people were just washing their hands, trying to wait for when I would come <laughs> So as I came out, I just burned my face and I just waited. <laughs> but I knew that I just needed to release something, and I didn't know, the, I didn't know the next best, best place to go that was convenient. I just went into the restroom, locked the door. I just kept screaming, ah! oh! I just kept shouting. Because there are times, there are just times that you you have that burden, that emotion, that that weight on your heart. That's as though you need to you need to level down in in the place of prayer. Look at Jesus. Let's look at Jesus' example. In Matt in Matthew 26, verse 37. Matthew 26, verse 37. Matthew 26, verse 37. Are you there? It says. And it took with me in Peter. Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. So, you know, he said he was sorrowful and very heavy. Sometimes you just feel that burden. You just feel that. So Jesus was feeling, and now, this was before the resurrection. This was before his death, his burial, and his resurrection. This was around his last minute before he died. So he was already feeling sorrowful. He knew something was about to happen. He knew, he was just feeling dissatisfied. It was just feeling. There's just that dissatisfaction that will come with you, that discomfort. It will just come around with you, so it will come like, it will come like. "Ah, I'm not just okay today. Some some. It will just come like, you you will just. "Ah, I'm just. I'm just not feeling good. It will take over your whole emotions. As you are now praying, you will just find yourself. Your thought will change. Your voice will increase. You just see yourself saying, you just see your friend, you'll just find yourself speaking like you've never spoke before. Shouting and lifting your voice, size and shout like you have never done before. That's because God's Spirit is having his emotions through you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And, and that, is, that is like the power of prayer. Exploring the power of prayer. Look at it in Luke 22, verse 44. Luke 22, verse 44. Luke 22, verse 44. So, Jesus was sorrowful and and heavy. Look at Luke 22, verse 44. Luke 22, verse 44. Are you there? Luke 22, verse 44. So, we say Jesus is our master, right? Jesus died for our sin, right? Can we say Jesus is our chief example? Right, right? Because he's our model, our prototype, right? He's our chief example. So, now look at Luke 22, verse 44. And being in agony, he says Jesus was in agony. You know, agony means he was in discomfort. He was, he was like Matthew said, he was in, was sorrowful. He was heavy. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. So there will be times you will just lose yourself in prayer. A lot of us are just too upright. We just too upright. We just want to sit at our box outside. Want to form two See. Guys, I want to beg you, don't I don't get to Americanize to the point where you just oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, don't get too uptight. Lose yourself up in prayer. Explore the power of prayer. See, there will be more results you will see in praying like that. Look at in Luke twenty-two, verse forty-four. He says, "I'm being in agony." He prayed more earnestly, and he sweats was like a great drop of blood falling down to the ground. How many of you have prayed before and you are sweating? You are just sweating. You are just sweating. How many of you have prayed like that? The sweat was just feeling that you are just sweating. You are just in so much, so much dissatisfaction. So Jesus prayed that way because there is a fellowship also. And because in the place of prayer, we share bodies of other people. When we pray like that, we are sharing the bodies of other people. See, guys, if all you pray about is yourself all the time, you pray about yourself all the time, your needs all the time, oh, my academics, my job, oh, my this, my papers, my this, my that, my that, all the time. You don't care. You don't pray for other people. You don't pray for your friends, those you are teaching. You don't don't pray for people. You are still a baby Christian. You are not growing. Because see, sometimes the burdens we feel, see, uh, there are th- th- times that somebody is sick and you can just feel the burden of the sickness around you. It's not because you are sick. You know it because you are a man of the spirit. It's not because, oh, you are having a or something. No, it's just because, Oh, God wants you to deal in prayer for that person. Sometimes, maybe because the person is a shame smoker or the person is the person is giving to a kind of addiction, you can feel the burden in prayer. So it's like the, the weight of that person, the life of that person is now on your shoulders. Don't forget, Jesus was praying with that much agony. With that much burden, because the sins of the world was upon him. He knew he was about to take the sins of the world upon him. He was about to take you and I sins upon him. So he was sorrowful, he was heavy, he was feeling dissatisfied. See, there is no true minister of the gospel who, 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 who should not experience this, except you are not a minister. Except you have not been praying for people. If you have been praying for your disciples, if you have been praying for people you are teaching, if you are praying for your friends a lot, you will experience this. You will experience their pain. Imagine you are praying for somebody to be saved. Imagine there is a Muslim. You are just praying for the Muslim to be saved. You will feel, this, what, I'm, you will feel what I'm saying. You can't pray for a Muslim to be saved. See, I, I was having a friend one time, and the friend was like, let's pray about this. And the friend was like, Oh, shepherd. I said, Ah, sister, <laughs> this is not how we deal with this kind of situation. I said, We are trying to pray for somebody to be saved. And you are say, Shield. I said, See, sí. cough. I said, Cough very well. I said, I said, Hope your voice is okay. I said, We want to pray. There is prayer and there is prayer. We are not trying to gist now. You are trying to pray for people to be saved? Those are not things you just say, oh, I thuck in thongs, I lay my bed, and I brush my teeth, and I go to, go to work. No! Those are things you get serious. You are going to feel. See, you can't be a true, let me use the word, prayer person without feeling the weight of people in your prayer. You can't. We, you will carry the emotions, the emotions will lead to tears. You will bust them open with tears. So, some of you that say, I can never cry, it's a lie. <laughs> you, the tear will come out. Jesus cried. The te- because, the emo- you don't understand, the emotions will come out, the emotions will, will, that is on you, spiritually, will come out in the physical. Jesus' soul came out like blood. It came out like sweat. You don't see yourself. It, it's, it's, it, now, we are in the win- we are already getting into the winter season. You just find yourself praying and you are just sweating. You are just sweating. That is the emotions coming out. You are just sweating. Sometimes you are crying. You you can't control the tears, but you will know when you are done. Sometimes you just know, ah, there is still more to pray about. So like, let me, let me, maybe, maybe you have work to do or something. You just say, okay, let me hold on. I'll continue this later. But you will know when you are done. Until that weight sheet, see, let me tell you, there are some bodies in my heart that have stayed for at most three to four years. It's just like the burden about North America now that is on my heart. If I want to pray for America, North America, or the young people in North America, I find myself just crying. I find myself just praying because there is a lot to do in prayer. That is God sharing his emotions with us. That is God sharing his I don't know about you, but I want to share I want God to share his emotions with me. I don't know about you. I want God to share his desire with me so in praying like that we share people's body you are praying for people and their pains on you you are praying that this person is delivered from smoking addictions you are praying that this person gets serious with his christianity you are praying that this person gets born again you are going to feel a weight on you you are going to feel a weight on you because you know this thing is not natural these things can be dealt with supernaturally. And in the place of prayer, there are results. There are results. You want to get things done, get into this kind of praying. Are you getting me? Now, this is different from the regular just talking in thongs through your day. Get into taking their bodies in prayer. Get into, you picture them in your heart. You are mentioning their names. And you are catching their body. You will find yourself crying. You will find yourself sighing. You find yourself you cannot even utter the word. You, say, mm, mm, mm. you just you just see yourself expressing different expressions, and that is that is something is happening. Something is happening. Something is happening. <coughs> Jesus died. Can we say prayer helped us? Jesus prayed and he, did, he fulfilled redemption. Are you seeing it? So Jesus died. Jesus buried, as we are preparing for sight and sounds soon. These are ways we should pray. As we start praying for people, start praying for the meetings, start praying even in the meeting, we need to catch burdens Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? We need to catch burdens These are times to plug into the adventure of prayer. And we are going to see more results done by us plugging in into groanings in prayer. So, in that kind of prayer, in that kind of pattern of prayer, we pray with agony. We pray with with so much dissatisfaction. We pray with so much stress, so much emotions. That prayer shifts to ministry. You are praying with agony, you just find your mood change. You find your tone change, you just just, Someone's weight is upon you. It's not your weight. Somebody's own is upon you. It's like the whole, the whole or the life of that person is upon you. So it's coming like, so it's like you know, it's coming like, ah, this is this is an heavy load on you. You know, a lot of people use this term of ah, don't give me any, don't give me another person's problem. It's like give another person's problem is on you, and it's on you because you are a Christian. So a minister of the gospel, dear man of God, because I know all of you are men of God in this place. This is how to pray. Are you getting me? You will get more result done this way. You will get more result done. Deep-seated prayers. In the last couple of weeks, I find myself praying this way. Even only in the hours of this morning, I just find myself expressing a groaning. Expressing a... I, I found myself... About two hours, just just in a dissatisfaction. I was just shouting in the place of prayer this morning. Are you getting me? This is the season. This is the time to pray. Are you getting me, guys? Are you getting me, guys? Are you getting me? So this is the time to pray. Because there is so many things we can solve in the place of prayer. If we can just pray. See, I don't know about you. I would to God that Rochester will be a city where there is no crime, where there is no shootings, where there is no drug addictions, where there will be no people smoking in this city. I would to God that a young man across the nations of North America is saved. I would to God that all our campuses are flooded with the light of the gospel. I will to God that a lot of youth and your adults will catch on with the life of the gospel. But see, we have to pray. We will have to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? But we have to pray. It is possible in your campus if you pray. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? It is possible in your campus if you pray. Lift up your campus in prayer and just pray. And just pray. You want your friends to be saved, your roommates to be saved, having preached to them. I know you want to preach to them. Yes, that's good. Preach to them, but pray for them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Preach to them, but do what? Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Look at Colossians 4, verse 12, as I round up. Colossians 4, verse 12. Colossians 4, verse 12. Colossians 4, verse 12. Colossians 4 verse 12. Now, this is Epaphras, the pastor of the church of Colossae, or the coordinator of the church. He says, Paul writing to him saying, a Epaphras, a fellow servant, laboring fervently for you in prayer saluted you always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you will stand perfect and complete in the will of god for in the will of god so he says laboring fervently that what fervently means working with energy with agony with tears laboring fervently for you in prayer That you will stand perfect and complete in the will of God for your life. See, when people are in sin, when people are in sin, when you see a Christian living in sin, when you see a Christian backsliding, when you see a Christian going in error, (laughs) you set your emotions to pray for the person. You pray. You don't, when you see somebody, you say, ah, this person used to be on fire for God. You know, all our friends. You know, guys, I'm telling you, all the people we seem like we lost, we can regain them back by praying. Guys, do you know that? All the people we seem like we lost, we can regain them back by just praying. By just praying. By just praying. Because prayer is how to get the job done. A Christian needs to know how to pray. You need to learn how to pray. You need to learn how to pray. So, when we see a Christian living in sin, you pray. So, learn to pray the Pauline prayer also for people. That the eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Ephesians 1, verse 17 to. Ephesians 1, verse 16 to 23. Ephesians 3, verse, verse 16 down to 20 to something too. Colossians 1, verse 9 to 11. Philippians 1 verse 9 to 11, Philemon 1 verse 6 to 8, learn to pray the Pauline prayer for people. For ministries, for preachers, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 1 to 2, Romans 15 verse 30 to 31, you will learn to pray those prayers for people. Because there is so many things we can solve if we can just pray. So you will pray in agony. Learn to lift people up in prayer. Now you know how to pray, right? We say strong crying, right? We say strong crying, right? Remember last week I said prayer is what? One way of praying is what? Prayer is fellowship, right? Prayer is what? Number one prayer is what? Prayer. Prayer is what? Number one. Instruction, number one, prayer is instruction. You have an instruction to pray. So one hour every day, right? Right? Guys, one hour every day, right? Jesus gave us that command. Can't you watch with me for one hour? So we have an instruction in scripture. So prayer is an instruction. So when we pray long, it's fellowship, right? Right? Prayer is fellowship. And prayer is service. Service we mean we are now ministering to people. So can we call boarding and praying for people service? Right? So can we say we are, prayer is service by what's praying for people? Because we are ministering to people in the place of prayer. So learn, like I said, to lift people up in the place of prayer. Talking thongs a lot. Talking tongues a lot. Talking thongs a, Talk a lot. I told you I said There is so many things we can solve in the place of prayer. Challenges doesn't have to overwhelm you. Situations doesn't have to overwhelm you. You know, you can pray for your next five years, and you're just going to walk down the road smoothly. You can start praying and say, I don't know how 2025 is going to be, but I can start praying about it. I don't know how 2030 is going to go, but I can start praying about it. Are you getting me? Because we can solve a lot of challenges in the place of prayer. So if we can just pray, we will solve a lot of challenges. So learn to talk in tongues a lot. Learn to talk in tongues a lot. Because talking in tongues is like a multidimensional way of praying. Fucking in thongs is like a multi-dimensional way of praying. You just, you know, you just, you just find your heart praying about this. Very soon, as you just shift into this. You just, see your, you see yourself praying about this. You just, you have to shifting into this. You have to shifting into that. You have to shifting into that. You are just talking about different things to God. It's just a multidimensional dimensional way of praying. And there are just sometimes, you you will be praying and you will just have to live where people are. Because there will just be something that will come upon you. You just know, ah, you need to express this. This has come beyond just normal, regular talking and thought Sometimes I, I just go into my car. Sometimes maybe I'm at work. I just, maybe during my lunch break, I just go into my car. I just got to be screaming. Just lock my door, wind up, driving to a place where nobody, parking in a place where there is no pl- nobody. I'll just be screaming. I'll just be screaming. Just be shouting. Because there are things you need to express in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's just pray in thongs wherever you are seated. Just be seated wherever you are. Pray in thongs there. Praying thongs. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and let's pray in thongs. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and pray in thongs. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and let's pray in thongs. Praying in thongs is praying in an unknown language that is speaking in a language you don't understand. Praying thorns, praying thorns, praying thorns, praying thorns, you know, I believe God that this, that this teaching will revitalize your prayer life. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I know that as you listen, as you, as we continue in this series, as we step into silent and sounds very soon, as we prepare for the days ahead, as we are fasting, as we are praying, I know there's going to be a, a, a reawakening in our prayer lives. And in the lives of men who would hear this sermon, even in years to come, and in all of you, c I know there is, there is, the Lord is doing something in your heart. The, the Lord is The Lord is is stirring you up to pray more. He's tearing you up and we yield. We yield. The answer you are looking for is in prayer. Mm, That answer you came to church today to say, Oh Lord, the pastor will answer this question. Go and pray. Go and pray. The The answer you are looking for is in prayer. The answer you are looking for is in prayer. The answer you are looking for is in prayer. The answer you are looking for is in prayer. The solution is in prayer. How to solve that problem is in prayer. How to go about what to do is in prayer. What to do, you will find it in prayer. How to do, you will find it in prayer. Where to do, you will find it in prayer. And I know that there will be a change. A change is coming a change, a, new, a newness, a newness of, of so much is coming. Oh, it's not just coming, this here. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know, I know that this would, this, this would steer you up to pray. This would, This would launch you more into a ceaseless adventure of prayer because the believer is born into a ceaseless adventure of prayer. And I trust God. Oh, I trust you, Lord Jesus. Just pray in thorns wherever you are. Just lift your voice. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet and hold somebody's hands as we pray. Hold somebody's hands as we, as we pray more. As we just... Hold somebody's hands. Let's tear ourselves up. Cheer yourself up. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and let's... Lift your voice and let's pray. I know this would change your life. This would, this will change you. This will stir you up to pray, and there will be encounters of God's spirit as you pray. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Let's pray some more.